So Jackson, I brought you here to tell me how bad it is. Yeah, no, we love it. Exactly. We love it. And it's been, um, it's just been so good. I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Jackson Brigg. Jackson has been with Practice Protect for over two years working within the accounting and bookkeeping industries across the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Practice Protects now works with over 850 firms and services over 11,500 users globally by providing industry-specific holistic cybersecurity solutions. That was a lot of words. (laughs) To ensure as the threat continues to grow exponentially, our clients don't become just another statistic. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. That was a bit wordy, wasn't it? It was a little wordy. I liked it though. (laughs) I'm the worst at reading out loud. So Uh, regardless of what you give me, (laughs) I get really, really, get really, really lost. Um, So we want to learn about you a little bit first. Um, So what was your first job? Uh, In this space, uh, I've been with Patch Tech for a couple of years. I was actually, the background is more uh, hospitality based, luckily Mm. not anymore because that would be awful for me right now. Um, But yeah, I ran ran venues for about 10 years um, and got the opportunity to move across and work with Practice Protect. Um, They took me under their wing and yeah, been with them ever since uh, actually. So been, yeah, working just the accounting bookkeeping industry primarily with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's been awesome. And your role is potential is mostly account management or yeah account management sales um yeah primarily sort of jumped around ship uh, across a, a couple of different spots since being with the team there we've, we've just grown so much um in the last sort of couple of years in particular so there's um uh, endless opportunities for the team there that's awesome and then price yeah. protect is the back end of another company right yeah, correct. So the other half of our business is a full managed IT business um, who have been around in the industry for about uh, 12, 13 years now. Um, again, working in the accounting bookkeeping space. Mm-hmm. The reason Practice Protect was incepted just as a, as a fun little backstory is uh, our CEO, CTO, saw as we started to progress, obviously, Australian, as most of your, your listeners would know, is uh, early adopters of cloud technology. So really took hold of, of the, you know, the zero movement, the QuickBooks and all these things. And as businesses start to move more and more into the cloud, it does take the security issue away from your managed IT because you're not managing service and infrastructure and hardware and things like that. And it pushes it back to being more of a people issue and a human issue. So Practice Protect was a, a solution that we brought in to be able to support those clients. Obviously, as that cloud movement grew more and more, obviously saw just a big big gap in the market and decided to to separate the businesses and um, move with Practice Protect. And, here we are, nearly, yeah, nine, we're upwards of about 900 firms that we work with now globally. Yeah, yeah so. It's, it's growing exponentially because that it's crazy. from last week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about Practice Protect and what solution it provides for accounting firms. Yeah, cool. So Practice Protect effectively is like, uh, it gives you a single sign-on tool into all of your, your online and cloud-based applications. So where we see a lot of the threat in terms of um, of cloud is, and you know, it's funny because we, when we, we're, we go to conferences and events and webinars, we're sold this this cloud dream, which obviously, you know, no one else needs to sit there and tell you the, the benefits of working in a cloud environment. But what they don't tell you about is where that risk then falls over to. Because again, it's no longer hardware infrastructure. It comes back to 
people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was actually, funnily enough, I was speaking to my partner about this last night and she was saying, you know, with work, they, they, they need me to log into all these different things and I have all my own personal passwords and like, how do I manage all this? Like, it's just ridiculous that they expect that from me. Mm -hmm. um, so what Praxis Protect does is it gives you a single sign-on into all of your online and cloud-based applications. So what that means for the team is that they have one username, one password, and that way everything is taken care of. They don't need to manage them, store them, or put them anywhere else. And for the business, it's taken away from being user-controlled applications and moving it back into being firm-controlled applications. So um, they don't have access to knowledge to passwords. They can't see them, can't touch them, can't get around the system. And that way you're just creating this bubble, which is just a much more secure, user-friendly environment um, from both ends, basically. Um, as the little elevator pitch goes. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. So I use Practice Protect. So we mm -hmm. onboarded what, three months ago? Three, About three months, months ago. ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, Jackson, Jackson's our account manager and it's mm -hmm. been amazing. Mm. Like mm. once the team like get out, got it figured out, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of learned to log in, it was just like, oh, this bother. Yeah. I don't have to log in here. I don't have to log in there. I don't have to worry about my passwords. Mm -hmm. I have to worry about mm -hmm. updating things in LastPass, which is what we're using before <laughs> and what we still use, yep. you know, for yep. certain applications and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you kind of need that. You kind of still need it. We kind of still that need that, you know, offsite password. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. we're almost completely cloud-based. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's been amazing. You just mm. log in and everything's yeah. there, ready to go. Yeah, I think um, I think people always have a bit of hesitation whenever they're going to look at uh, you know security solutions because I think we're used to it being bulky and you know in the way, cost money doesn't make us any money. Mm -hmm. Whereas security now, I mean, like with everything in the cloud, it's actually quite cool. It's yeah. efficient, it works well, makes your life a bit easier, and it's securing you immensely. Obviously, and that's obviously the end of the game. So um, the security game even that has changed quite mm -hmm. quite a, a bit over the last few years so yeah we we obviously love what we do i'm glad yeah. you're obviously enjoying it well um, we love it very and awkward if not uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're like so jackson i brought you here to tell me how bad it is yeah. no we love it <laughs> exactly. we love it and it's but, been um it's just been so good um, yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to like can't can't wait to like add another team member and just be like mm -hmm. iterate and it just yeah. goes. Yeah, that's it. That's the game. That's the, what we want to do. And have I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you started to utilize the legal documents that we supply as well? Um, so I started them. <laughs> okay, cool. Those, it's literally uh, it's literally been a task that's been hopping down my calendar. Yeah, um, I actually, I'm about to delegate it because I can't get it done. So, yeah, yeah. um, but yes, so we're, I'm this close. I just haven't finished filling them out and then distributed them to the team. So I'm close. Amazing. I'll be looking forward to I it. I do but have also, them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the main thing. We got them too. So we're, we're yeah. holding up our end of the bargain. We also provide legal, a uh, suite legal compliance documents, which is mainly just around, um, ensuring that you comply with what the data laws are in the country, um, depending on you know, your insurance needs as well, which is a big piece um, that I'll probably talk about a little bit later on as well. Um, so yeah, so a bit of a holistic solution as, uh, as you finally put it before. Yeah, it's been, it's, <laughs> it's been great. We, uh, yeah. I highly recommend. I'm glad you enjoy. Um, so before a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, what were some of the biggest shifts um, you all were seeing um, in how people work? It's, it's kind of this new forced experiment, I suppose, that we've been seeing is the whole working from home piece, mm -hmm. um, whether firms want to or not. Um, I, you know, I think 
at the start of special law firms were going to push that off as much as humanly possible. Other firms were like, let's go onto this right away and just get it done because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, it'd be at the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the thing. It's just, it's just seeing what kind of comes along with that um, and, and what challenges we see. So it's normally around the technology and you know, a lot of different firms from a lot of different places, whether it's fully server-based, fully cloud-based, put in both camps. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to obviously depend very much on how easy it is for you to set up, size of the team, um, and how well you actually utilize that technology to adapt to, to working in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the main thing is I've been just calling around clients and, and checking in over the last sort of week or so in particular, once I've been able to breathe. Um, I think that's been the main challenge that we're seeing and, and how well some firms do compared to others. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and you and I, you and I have talked about this, you know, we have mm. kind of have an issue in this accounting space where, or especially the tax space where a lot of our yeah. software options are not cloud-based correct yeah yeah and um even with that a lot of firms are lucky enough to have managed it or an it firm that can actually help them do that as well mm. so and what that ends up obviously leading to is just like scary risk in terms of security we've got to remember that hackers and and people who do perform these breaches wait for things like this to happen so that they can target that whenever there's a change in legislation whenever there's a change in how things are operating, you know, mm-hmm. new software coming out, whatever it might be, they utilize that, build a phishing scam around it or mm-hmm. you know, try to build something for a susceptibility report and they'll send that out and they'll target it. So COVID is just like a dream right now for, for these hackers and they're effective. Um, we're seeing a lot going around at the moment. So yeah. um, it's, it's, that's, that's what we, we kind of see right now. Oh, scary. Yeah. It's Have really you seen scary. any yourself, any of those phishing scans? Um, so there were people calling, mm-hmm. um, trying to verify people's social security numbers and bank accounts for uh, the economic yeah. impact payments, yep. Uh, yep. which the IRS will never do that. No dice. Yeah. Um, there is, so we have the Small Business Administration, which is um, administering all these new um, loans, mm-hmm. um, these disaster loan programs Um, and if you go to sba.gov that's the actual website but if you go to sba.com it's a spam site you can put your your bank account in there and have them find it out for you they'll hold it for you yes that's very kind of them yeah yeah i even saw yeah even accountant was like some accountant was like this does this website doesn't look secure for the sba Mm -hmm. and i was like are you an sba.com or (laughs) sba.gov Yeah, yeah, and it's where it's times like these as well where people are panicking, so they don't think with they things like that. Yeah, because, they're not you know, I mean, if we're at the shop panic buying toilet paper, imagine what people are doing online. When a lot of the time we don't know what to look for in general. So um, through times like this, and again, remembering that the hackers a lot of the time are, are pretty well, if not more, switched on than a lot of people trying to protect it a lot of the time. So um, they're not stupid. They're not sending. It's not you know the Prince of Nigeria all the time. Now these some of these are really really well done, really really good, and people falling mm-hmm. for them are not exactly you know they're very switched on with tech um, a lot yeah. of the time they just don't realize so um again that's just kind of what we're seeing from home uh, mainly is just that you know the other probably the main thing around this is and it's a question that you need to go away and ask your team in particular and sit down and have a conversation jump on a zoom meeting stuff, jump on a call whatever it might be what devices are they using at home are they using personal devices they're using devices that you've issued within the firm if the answer is no and they're using devices like BYO devices so ones that they've they've got themselves because it's been a mad rush to get everyone working and obviously you know trying to work with our clients again that's that's the main thing and service Mm -hmm. them you know 
is that being shared by the kids? Do the kids have access to that computer? Are they playing flash games on that computer? God knows what else they're doing. Teenage boys do a lot of things on the internet. Um, so it's about understanding girls too. What, <laughs> girls too. It's about understanding what what they're actually using that for. Who is who's using it? Do they have an antivirus that's up to date? Is it running? Is it effective? Um, all these things play such a crucial, crucial part. And it's also just the education piece around that whole phishing, you know, the phishing scans, what to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, do your own research, chat to your IT provider, chat to other people in the industry. You know, you've got to start the conversation because either you understand this stuff or you've kind of got your head in the sand a little bit. And now more than ever, I think it's super important that we actually take the time to do the research, understand where the risks are because it's as high as it ever has been right now. Yeah. Yeah. it's actually crazy i saw an accountant in a forum be like oh yeah you know somebody filed a bunch of fraudulent returns or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like we know this scam <laughs> it's like wait i've yeah. heard of this one and yeah. uh he's like oh yeah i called the irs and changed everybody's passwords and i was like no uh, yeah unplug yeah. it and back it up and walk yeah. away <laughs> it's just there's so many different ones as well it's so hard to keep up with all the time yeah uh, at the moment so yeah fully fully understand it's just um but i think the most important thing and the thing that we're trying to encourage our um our clients to do in particular is obviously they've got practice protect which is one thing that's that's carried off and that's perfect but just sit down and have a conversation with your team i think that's the most important thing you can Mm -hmm. do right now and just have the conversation around security my um my funny enough my my sister is an accountant um, which works out well because i get all the inside costs um and i was talking to her she's she works remotely she's based down in melbourne so she's always been remote anyway um, and I was talking to her about, you know, she's she saying, how's it all going with your clients? And I'm like, oh, it's obviously, it's manic, it's crazy. Um, and she's like, what are you seeing? I'm like, well, okay, let's do a bit of a test. And she's like, okay. And I was like, okay, what computer are you using for working with, with your phone at the moment? She's like, I just use mine. I've got an eight-year-old niece. Um, I was like, okay, Kim, what about her? Does she have her, is she using just her iPad? Does she use your laptop? Oh, no, she plays games on my laptop all the time. Okay. Has, have you been asked whether you use any antivirus on that laptop? Mm-hmm. No. Where do you manage your passwords? Oh, just in Chrome on the, on the browser. And it's just all these things. It's like a simple conversation would mitigate 90% of the issues that we're looking at right now. Um, so, you know, it's little things like that. They just realize how much risk is actually there. Um, and it, again, it's, it's not always just about that hardware piece. Even before then, if you are working in a cloud environment, what are your team doing with their passwords? Where are they stored? How often are they changed? How are they managed? Um, all these questions that if you haven't already, you absolutely need to ask. Um, and if not, do something like Jamie, utilize something like LastPass, chat to us, um, do something, do something. Yeah. I had a team member that basically just had three rotating passwords and I was like, I, I can't anymore. <laughs> like yeah. I, you are, you are my biggest security risk. <laughs> it's crazy once you, once you sit down and think about where those risks actually come through from, yeah. it's insane to think about like little things like that. It can yeah. take down a business like hundred percent. I've yeah. seen it happen multiple times. I know. Um, don't be a statistic. We would just have to close uh, the doors. Well, a lot of firms, unfortunately, that is the case. Um, recovering from a, a data breach, it's not easy. And especially on, in an industry that's so tight-knit like this, it's your reputation. Yeah. Um, other firms are not going to recommend you know, businesses to you if you've had breaches in the past, if you've had security yeah. issues because you're not looked at like a one of those. Uh, you're dirty. Yeah, well, that's kind of it, unfortunately. Like it's. Um, but really, we're all just trying to do our best, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I just, just can say I sleep better now. Yeah, and I think that's what it's all about. I, I think we we try to let 
firms and businesses that we're speaking to as well is, is no, you're never going to be 100% secure. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is such thing, as long as there are humans involved in a process, there's no such thing as flawlessness, there's no such thing as being 100% mm-hmm. secure. So it's about just making sure you put measures in place to ensure that if something was to go wrong, but the main thing, it actually kind of leads me on to my next point, the main thing is about the insurance piece mm-hmm. um, and what actually happens after a breach occurs. So it's a question that I that I ask friends when I'm speaking to them as well. It's like, okay, well, what would be your process today if you got a breach? And they, 90% of the time, I have absolutely no idea. Do you have any process or policies or anything in place to help you take mm-hmm. those steps that your insurer is going to tick off on that your team are going to know how to follow and, and all the rest of it? No, we don't. And, and that's probably the, the main thing as well. Insurers busier than ever because cyber security, uh, cyber crime is still growing 35% year on year, especially with this cloud growth, because obviously yeah. the shift is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that, that shift with, with password, being password and compromise is the main way that we see them come through now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a firm gets breached and they don't have any measures in place, not saying you need to have access to protect, but you need mm-hmm. to have some sort of policies, procedures in place to show what the team should be doing with their passwords and all the rest of it. If they're not following those, if they don't have those in place, a lot of the time insurers will not pay out your claim. Mm-hmm. They are going to find ways to ensure that you're the problem and they don't have to pay you out, um, which is the harsh reality of it. And that's probably the main thing that I have to deal with. And firms coming back to us that we might've spoken to a year or two prior and saying, okay, what do we do now? We need to get this fixed. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's yeah. Done. And that's the worst part. Yeah, it's hard. And it, but it's, you know, this is something that's hard to do. You know, I spent a whole month trying to figure out what the hell I needed. Mm. <laughs> but that's how I Absolutely. Am. That's how yeah. I roll, right? Um, and so, it, and it's hard. It's hard, especially when you work with a distributed team to be like, mm. what are you doing I'm back there on that back end or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, you know, with Practice Protect, you have been. You know, two-factor authentication. There you go. (laughs) There's the word I needed. Um, You know, and you can use the little app or whatever, which has been really, really good for our team. Um, I had one person using their security question and I was like, use the app. Yeah, yeah. Use, use. Cool. She's like, well, why is this turned on? I'm like, because I can't figure out how to turn it off. Use the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, like, just use the app. Um, mm. Because it's just, you know, it's just extra layers of making sure that you are who you are. Yeah, and that exactly. I don't have to, you know, so I can sleep at night, please. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, most things do have two-factor, a form of multi-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. If it has it, absolutely utilize it. It's mm-hmm. free. Um, there's no reason not to. And it does create an immense amount of security around that front end. So if nothing else, um, especially, again, while people are working from home, we say it's the short term, but realistically, this could be going on for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know, settle it in and get ready for it. So, utilizing things like multi-factor, like the, it's a great point, Jamie. It's it's a really big piece of it. So, if you have that to utilize, most apps do definitely do so. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I think you asked. We answered most of this, but we're seeing a lot of these later adopters of mm-hmm. cloud technologies rolling, figuring out that they have to adapt now. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe they're not later adopters. They're probably mid adopters, but it kind of forced mm-hmm. <laughs> all those forced people, all those people behind, real, really behind me and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's forced. It's forced people's hands. Mm-hmm. Where are the biggest challenges you're seeing with firms trying to? I mean, other than just like the security stuff. Yeah, of course. You know, what are what are their biggest challenges? Just like making that shift to the cloud in in mm-hmm. general. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um. 
I think the the I think you and I spoke about this at one point as well. Mm-hmm. I think you because you do obviously get a ver- a variance of, of firms saying, "Look, uh, yeah, I've taken the software on. I love it. It's the best." Mm-hmm. And then you get other firms that say, "I hate it. Can't stand it." don't like it mm-hmm. and a lot of the time you know there's obviously the, the pieces there where it might just not fit the business and how they how the process work and how they operate but a lot of the time it's all within the implementation mm-hmm. if people don't really dedicate themselves to implementing or, and, and making that shift to the cloud they're not going to have a successful venture they need to really want to do it um, and obviously with those implementation times something that we say not with us but you know if you're implementing your tax software or whatever it might mm-hmm. be Get your timeline or your information implementation timeline double it and then double it again it's more of a realistic time that is actually going to be rolled out in the business everyone's going to be utilizing it and utilizing it correctly and, and how you want them to so mm-hmm. it's mainly just getting the team to really be wanting to do it get them focused on doing it have a champion in the business that is dedicated to implementing software mm-hmm. um, i think that's a that's it's really helpful for us when we have a firm come on board and they're like cool this is your person this person is you, you know, always trying to get things sorted uh, and, and implemented with the directors or, or office managers, even at times is quite difficult just because they've got such a busy schedule. So mm. have someone in the business that's dedicated to looking at that implementation um, and just really know what that timeline looks like for you. And, um, and you just got to execute really, uh, really take it on. Yeah. I think that's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, our biggest issues with software have been people not using them you know, people not using it mm-hmm. um, or going around the software, mm-hmm. you know, or like creating a solution that's already in the software. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are the ones that always make me laugh. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. They make a big workaround for it. When yeah. I was like, it's there. just yeah. click that button that yeah. for you. <laughs> I've paid a lot of money for this to happen. Just click the button. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Would you click the exactly. button? Please? Just yeah. 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 Um, I I think, um, I think as well, just like the only time we kind of ever have kickback from the team is just when people don't understand what's actually happening. They're just like, Hey, here's some change. So Mm -hmm. it's, again, it's just that communication piece, just as much as it's with security, just chat to your team, let Mm -hmm. them know what's going on, get Mm -hmm. their thoughts on it before you implement, depending again, you know, if you've got a 300 seat firm versus a five seat firm, it's going to be a bit different, Mm -hmm. but really make sure you can just kind of have that conversation if possible and, and get their thoughts on it. If they have any concerns not an straight then and there and when you go to implement they have no reason to kick back um and that that'll help immensely we do that we literally do the same thing in our business we're still you know implementing software left right and center at times so um it's the same for us mm-hmm. yeah i'm the person who just hands people change here you go yeah <laughs> yeah well uh your team probably adapted a bit more than what most guys um, figure it out here's the yeah. help center yeah click yeah. here Look, I'm always a bit regressive when it comes to uh, trying to take on new things because we're just such so built into a, a process um, all the time. So changing yeah. that isn't um, isn't ideal. Yeah, the mm. they figure it out, yeah. <laughs> or they don't. Eventually, they figure it out, or they don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we kind of talked about the risks. Mm-hmm. Um. So what are some of the, um, so what are, what are some of your um, biggest solutions or best uh, technology friends? Like what are some of your guys' recommendations for a cloud tech yeah. stack? Uh, well, I think that very much sort of depends on the business and what they're trying to achieve. I think mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're trying to like sort of promote here a little bit is more so what tools can be used while working remotely mm-hmm. um, and, you know, trying to build in some of that technology to help with that and trying to mm-hmm. adapt 
um, to this new kind of way of working. Because again, a lot of firms have never worked with a team outside of their office. They don't know what it's like to not be able to turn around the corner and say, hey, I have a question. Um, utilizing things like if you're using Office 365, you have Teams, mm-hmm. um, which is instant chat. You have, you know, a task list that you can go through. We go through and set daily metrics with our team. So mm-hmm. um, for, to walk you through my day, I jump on a, a meeting with my team. So we've got a support team in the Philippines. So I've, we've always kind of been remote. And they're adorable. And they're the best. Um, our team are a bunch of legends. Um, and I'm they're lucky so enough that I get to speak to them every day. They're um, so cute. They're all adorable. You, who, who worked with you on your onboarding journey? <gasps> and you're going to ask me that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it Charles? No, I don't no. think so. Uh, one of them, one of them anyway. But um, I basically they were all awesome. the team. They are. They're fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, I catch up with the team for five, 10 minutes in the morning and we'll go through and just set a daily metric. So cool. What did you guys do yesterday? What did you, what are you doing today? And is there anything that you're stuck on? Mm-hmm. You go through and you ask those questions. You're instantly going to know exactly what's going on, anything that needs to be covered if you can in that session. And you've also just set a load for the morning and just like had a bit of human interaction, which goes a long way, especially mm-hmm. if you're isolated at home. Um, so utilizing Zoom meeting, utilizing things like Teams. If you're not using Teams, you can use Trello, which is a uh, task management you can use things like viber um, b-i-b-e-r or slack there's so mm. many different ones out there that you can use yeah. um and we just use we, the, we use the chat within our g suite g suite of hangouts i think mm-hmm. yeah google it's, hangouts it's like g suite chat or something now oh, okay yeah yeah it's changed but you can create As rooms just like you do with slack Yep. Yep. Utilizing things like that just goes such a long way to just keep that communication open. I think people get stuck in the habit of emailing back and forth, which you kind of can't help but formalize. And it's not, it's not pretty. It's not nice. Please do not um, do that to me. Go, yeah. I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> if people are next to me and they email me something, I'm like, just turn around and tell me. Um, so I, yeah, I'm exactly the same. So things like that, they, they help out a lot. And then in the afternoon, so we use that throughout the day after our huddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the afternoon, we just have what's called a, we just call it a water cooler session. So literally mm-hmm. the last 15 minutes of the day, you all jump on a zoom meeting and just kick the bucket really just say, Hey, what's going on? What's happening? That's what cool. frustrated you today? Mm-hmm. What, what did you do today that helped out? What was the positive, you know, and it doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to have an agenda. It just give your team a chance to just open up. If something happened at home, you know, they were sitting there in the middle of a meeting and someone rocked mm-hmm. up was banging on the front door, let them, let them vent. Um, that's going to help with more than just keeping people sane. It helps with productivity because you then hold them accountable for those metrics that you've set as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would suggest Zoom, instant messaging tools, water cool sessions, morning huddles, things like that it really, really do help. Really interesting. I mean, we can kind of talk about culture. I saw, because mm. I'm in a ton of forums, I saw a guy go, um, so we need a, he's like, we need a time tracking option. You know, here's my parameters. He's like, you know, yeah. Uh, for my team or and he basically said in his post that like he never has had to track time before yeah and I was like yeah. what changed it was like nobody like everybody's like here's Trust. what we use and I was like what happened and he yeah. goes oh well we're working remotely and we're down to like 25 percent productivity yeah he's like we've never done that before and I was like well talk to your team this mm. is not a time tracking problem this is this is a team conversation problem Exactly. You know, yeah, I had one, I sat down with one of my team members yesterday. I'm like, what is going on over there? Mm-hmm. Nothing's getting yeah. done. What do you need? How do I help you? Exactly. You know, That's and she's just like overwhelmed to hear. And I was like, well, I'm looking at what you're showing me. Like her carbon had like 150 things in her triage in her email. Uh, and yeah. I was like, you need to s- start there. Mm. Unload yeah. that 
and then let's and, figure out what's, you know, what's next. And how long did you spend speaking to her and what's changed since that conversation? Well, five or 10 minutes. Um, she cleared out her triage. She doesn't feel so overwhelmed. Simple. She, she knows what's next. Yep. Right? Easy. Yep. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to start scheduling that time to do that. I was like, there you go. Right? Easy peasy. Yeah. Um, and our team in our chat, we have, we do this thing that actually comes from my productivity co coach called Gears. So we all put our goal for the day, um, mm -hmm. what events we have for the day, like just any action items we need to do, when we're going to be done for the day, and what we're doing for ourselves. There you go. That's perfect. Yes, we, daily. We're, we're huge believers in that. Yeah, just yep. a daily, here's the things, which has changed, the, changed my work life. Yeah, mine like, too. And then yeah. I taught the team how to do this, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. I was mm, like, mm. you get to check off your goal every, like, if not every single day, most days. It feels yeah. really freaking productive. Yeah, because I think, and, and you know, the one thing that I've really, because I've still always worked a little bit from home, but I, mm. I've kind of avoided it just because I, what I've always felt is that I'm less productive from home because you get distracted quite easily, obviously, if the mm -hmm. dog's wandering around and like, where's the dog going? Or like, yeah. you know, you go to the kitchen or whatever, and you get distracted, and I think you mm -hmm. want to. But since having to kind of forcibly be at home more, I, I, I begin thinking that, you know, I'm not productive, I'm not productive, I'm not productive. Mm -hmm. The metrics help, but what it actually probably is, is just the really, the, really that mindset. Mm -hmm. um, again, being in a sort of forced experiment where I always kind of felt like I had to prove myself to be doing more because I'm not in the office, mm -hmm. which is just such a, an annoying. And once trash. I realized that, I was like, what? Where in reality, I'm being just as if not more productive from home. I'm just feeling like because someone's not watching me or you mm -hmm. know, I'm not watching my team that we need to prove to each other that we've done the extra mile today for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so I, again, those metrics and those huddles really help with that. Yeah. Um, and I think most people mindset. want to get stuff done. Of course. Right? Yeah. So if you can, and what I've found too, is if I have a lot of events, like if I have a podcast or, you know, mm -hmm. a couple other meetings for the day, I know I'm not going to get a whole lot more done because that's where my energy was that day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's just going to have to be a different day. And that's fine. And that's and why that's those fine. daily metrics are great because you just say, Hey, look, my focus day is going to be on this and this, and that's mm -hmm. where I need to be. Tomorrow is where I'm going to catch up and be doing this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's fine. That's no yeah. problem. And it, like, I think we need, sorry. Yeah. And then you see a pattern. Yeah, like exactly. if, like if you do it enough times, mm -hmm. you start mm -hmm. seeing a pattern of like, oh, I thought I could get a hundred things done plus like three podcasts. Mm. When yes. in reality, I'm gonna do two podcasts. I'm gonna do three yeah. podcasts and maybe one other thing. Yeah, <laughs> it just put like an asterisk. Maybe one other thing. I don't know what that is. Yet. I had lunch. Um, it was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and look, there will be times where it'll be three, four, five days in a row. Maybe that I I might have completed most of my metrics, but not all of them, mm -hmm. and that's fine. I don't look back on my week and see it as a failure. I just know that there's more that needs to be done the following mm -hmm. week, and and where I need to sort of focus my energy. So it does really it holds yourself. It's allowing you to hold yourself accountable for for things like that. I think that's really crucial yeah. to um, yourself. To yourself, definitely, yeah more than anything else but then you can also um, get to see like especially for me i'll talk like check off all my meetings i always write them all down in a line mm -hmm. and then check them all off because yeah. it's like i did do like i did all physically spend energy on all these things yeah 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 i think um just like talking about the culture i think just um really connecting with your team right mm -hmm. now and building out a working from home culture in your own way is mm -hmm. the best way and again we're going to be settled into this for a while I think we need to do it now. Um, I think we can expect a, a, a drop off of productivity while people get settled, but moving forward, there's absolutely no reason why they should. 
Um, it's quite funny. My CEO is a huge advocate for, like he's lived in Bali for the last uh, couple of years, working and running his mm-hmm. business remotely as he does. Um, and he obviously does a great job of doing so. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he says, he, he's done a couple of podcasts and webinars since and just saying, you know, we've been in the space to be able to do this for years now. Mm-hmm. This forced experiment has just allowed us to really see that. And what we're going to find is a lot of businesses probably won't go back to that office environment because they're going to see that they don't need that expense or that overhead for the work to get done as long as they're obviously working from home the way that they should and the way that they need mm-hmm. to and they're setting up their business remotely how how it's going to function correctly so mm-hmm. um i think it'll be interesting to see what happens after all this mm-hmm. um and where where businesses actually go and how they decide to move forward he he's pretty confident that we're just going to ditch the office altogether and just get like a a, a we work or a share space uh, once or twice a week and that way we have the option to go when we want to and apart from that work from home so um, yeah. I think a lot of businesses might follow track to be honest I mean, once they realize oh we've always been work from home since I started yeah. the firm um people have always been like you're gonna get an office and I'm like no no I have no reason to do that yeah. my coffee yeah. machine is right there yeah. <laughs> my, the office won't have a coffee machine that close it's gonna <laughs> work for me so I'm gonna just stay here I really <laughs> like my commute yeah. <laughs> like a lot yeah. Um, yeah. But I also think like one of the conversations I've been having too with people is like, we are in the middle of a pandemic crisis. Mm, mm. It's not going to be productive, especially no. for accounting firms, because we're trying to be everything to everybody. We want exactly. all of our businesses to not die. Yeah. And, and we don't I, want, I, I, we I, care I, so much about our clients. Yeah. You know? I heard something the other day about, you know, the accounting industry is, is its own front line. Um, mm-hmm. But there's like, in a lot of ways, yeah, we the have account been. industry is the front line, just the same as, you know, or not you know, the same as the medical, or, but in, in their own uh, sense, like for yeah. businesses, you are doctors for your businesses because they're coming to you broken bones and issues and dramas mm-hmm. that's going on within their businesses and you're fixing them and you're helping to guide them in the way that they need to be yeah. in order to sustain what they've got going on in order to try to like get back on their feet. That's so crazy. I think um, you absolutely are. And, and that's what we're, and that's clients, what we're insane. here that's what we're here for. Exactly. But we just exactly. never thought it would be like, <laughs> like this, <Who'd> have thought? <laughs> you know, who thought it would be like this, but yeah, exactly. that's what we're here for. Um, yeah. It's been a, ma- a major shift for the way yeah. that we do work um, and the way we help people. Um, but it's also like, yes, you know, this is what we're here for. Exactly. You know, we're and not I here think, to just um, create tax returns. We're here to help you navigate all this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when we go through and look back at that, that's going to be really recognized. I think it's only been the last little week I was chatting to a colleague um, about it and we were kind of like, wow, this is like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And I think that's going to be really, really shine out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of where it all falls back in the security piece. These people trust you with their businesses um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time their business is their life. So please protect them. Um, you don't have to come and spend tens of thousands of dollars on infrastructure and hardware and things to secure yourselves. Mm-hmm. Take the little steps, having conversations with your team, making sure they have safe places to manage passwords. They've got, you know, antivirus, little things like that. Um, it will go a really, really long way. Um, so please have those conversations, if nothing else, um, off the back of this, uh, this talk. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. you just answered my last question. So yeah. Yeah. What to do <laughs> next steps. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, what is the one thing we need to do today? So have a conversation just answered with your team. Yeah. Spend five it. minutes. If you can't take five minutes out of your day today, I would say you're silly. Um, you can, you know, take five minutes out of your lunch break and just have a conversation with your team, um, check in with them, 
see what the goal is. And um, we are on, uh, if you go to praxisprotect.com, uh, mm-hmm. you can go through and we have a working from home policy. So as one of the main things I spoke about today is having those policies mm-hmm. for making sure your team are following them, covering your butt, and also for the insurance mm-hmm. piece, we've done it for you. So yeah. go there, and download we'll it for free. Yeah, and we'll yeah. link that all in the description boxes. You guys can go grab those. And it's, it's good stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's not about lawyers. I didn't do it myself. <laughs> I didn't trust myself with it. It is a, it is a well done um, policy document that covers off all the pieces that you need to be considering, looking at, concerned about. Um, go that, go through that with your business partner, yourself, go through it with your team, make sure they all understand it. They all sign off on it. They all get it. Um, and you've already got a huge chunk of the work done for you. Um, so please, yeah, do that. Um, you're more than welcome to request a security consultation, which is what Jamie and myself did originally is mm-hmm. just sat down went through what Jamie was doing, you know, how her business was operating, what she was using, concerns that she had. And we just spoke through options. Um, and then, you know, if it is relevant, we're more than happy to obviously show you through Practice Protect, how we help, yeah. what we do, um, and uh, willing to lend a hand. Even if you just have some questions, you can shoot us an email or give us a call. We're happy to help out um, with anything that you need as much as we can. Yeah, I will say, you know, your process was very well outlined, which I love. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. you guys were the accountants, you know what we need. We need process yeah. maps and we need to know what mm-hmm. the next steps are. Um, and it was really easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, it we, was uh, pretty much painless. Oh, big statement. <laughs> it was pretty um, painless. We try to be. Yeah, we try to be as much as we can. Obviously, oh, yeah. I mean, we, we want to, the whole reason that we only work in this space is just so that we can understand, obviously, how your businesses operate. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't understand what apps you're using, what software is, what your workflow looks like, what you mm-hmm. do, then don't, there's no, absolutely no point talking to your industry because mm-hmm. they just, they're not going to listen. Um, so it's crucial for us to understand that. So I'm glad that you, you found that experience because that's, yeah. that's the goal. Really. Yeah, it worked. It was great. Yeah. You guys yeah. were like, here's the next steps, and they just happened. Perfect. Um, yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, you know, and I always expect hiccup, hiccups and stuff like that, like whatever. And we didn't, didn't even think we had any of those, really. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, glad. You know, there's only four of us. It's not, I did have a long list. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know. I actually remember the team saying, I was like, how's Jamie going? She's got a big list of apps. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny because whenever we jump on a meet, I'm like, okay, so what does that stack look like? What are you utilizing? It's oh, one, two, three, four, five. I'm like, okay, well, that's going to quadruple by the time we finish on board. You would always does. Um, it's Mine always the way. probably was tenfold when I finally like yeah. sat down and I was like, oh God, wow. Yeah. And I was like, can I get Incredible. rid of any of these? No, yeah. I really can't. <laughs> and the way that I explain that to people as well, I'm like, if you want to talk about the vulnerability points, you have, if they're working in a server environment as what mm-hmm. we used to, you know, one server, one person, one login, one point of, uh, you know, risk, I suppose. Mm-hmm. If you've got five cloud applications in your business and you've got five team members, there's 25 different vulnerability points that are at the moment likely managed by your team themselves, mm-hmm. storing them somewhere they shouldn't be. Um, so again, with the cloud, it's just like we have so many different points of contact anything can be accessed from anywhere. That's the beauty of it. Um, also the biggest downfall. So um, yeah, that's exactly right. When you sit down and actually think about how many you had, you times up with the amount of team members that you've got. Massive. Yeah. A lot of them are really just mine. I mean, let's yeah, say 100%. I can a lot of them are just yeah. mine. Like yeah. nobody else on the team uses Canva. Like I'm out making, you know. <laughs> I'm, right. You're big on your Canva. I'm the one out there making, you know, making things. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, or there might be one other person that has access to it, but mm. you know, that's more me creating, being creative, and creating stuff. So, yeah, yeah. 
you know. Yeah, it's with everyone's own personal stuff as well. I think that there's the reality is we care a lot more about our own personal access points than our business stuff mm-hmm. or work related things. So that's kind of where our where our uh, our care goes a lot of the time when it comes mm-hmm. to setting passwords and changing them and keeping them secure. So mm-hmm. just takes just having something in place to help out. Again, it doesn't have to be us. Just look at the one password, last pass, you know, dash mm-hmm. lane. There are a bunch of different password management tools that are cheap. Yeah, and, and they work great. Um, and they work great. Um, they're fine. Obviously, we're just a, more of a industry standard holistic solution around around what we do. So just have yeah. something in place. It'll help out, take some liability off your team. Um, yeah. It'll make a big difference. And policies, policies, policies are huge. Policies, policies. Okay, I'll, I'll get mine done. You I know you're going to check in on me and be like, is it I'm absolutely going to be emailing you in the next few weeks to make sure that they are. All right, yeah, I promise. You're making a note now, like I Like I said, I have to <laughs> delegate it. I started it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it done. And then I got, got overwhelmed. Got yeah. Yes, I yeah, got them and I got them started. Um, and I'll probably get them delegated. As long as they're in place. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thanks, Jamie, for uh, for having me. And again, uh, anyone that wants to go over to PaxProtectOnline.com, as Jamie mentioned, it's going to be linked. Um, that legal doc- that legal policy document is there for you. It's specific to what's going on right now, specific to your industry. Um, take hold of it. Take advantage. Just call if you have any questions. Yeah, I mean, and if you're in that in the if you're in the U.S. and you prepare tax returns, when you renewed your P10, you said you had one of those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This guy, yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy. So that's right. If you've got it there, free of charge. There's absolutely no reason to implement awesome. it. Um, everything is obviously there, so you can alter it according to your business. Um, alter anything that you need to there, but all the hard work's done. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. <laughs> <laughs>